Brayden here with me, who's going to be talking to me about her initiative called Intergenerational Integrities. Last year, I organized the program Intergenerational Integrities with the goal to build connections between youth and seniors across Canada. I started this initiative because I was feeling super lonely and sad because of social isolation and having school being cancelled. And I chose to look at life from a different perspective. And I gathered a team of about 20 students and we started writing letters to local senior homes, just writing kind messages. And we ended up gaining attention by the BC Senator Yana Martin. And with her, we collaborated on a project for the Korean War Forgotten No More event. And we were given the opportunity to interview Korean War veterans. And all the students wrote down and transcribed their stories in the form of poetry, biographies, and essays. And then we published our writings in a national archive that was shared with the Canadian government. And I think it's really crucial that we all educate people about the Korean War because it's not really taught in schools. And Canada made a pretty big implication in that war. And now we're just focusing on a new project that we'll be starting in the summertime. What we're going to do is interview Indigenous elders and create a second archive that we can hopefully share with the Charles Best Library and also other libraries across SD43 as a learning resource for students and teachers. And if any students are interested in joining this program or working on this project with us, please contact me. I will leave your contact information in like the description of this episode. So yeah, how do you plan on kind of keeping in the like in the future? Like what do you plan on doing in the future? Collaborating with elementary schools across SC43 and in BC. Intergenerational Integrities has become a nationwide program very quickly and we've gained some great connections with the Canadian government. We're planning on like sustaining our connection and collaboration for the future and also including elementary school students with our interviews. Hi, my name is Roxanne. I'm a grade 12 student and I've been working on several projects over the few, past few years and I am excited to share them with you. Last year during the month of April was my birthday and I was really hoping that, you know, COVID would be over by then and I would get to celebrate my birthday with my friends and have a big party. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. So my parents brought up the idea of buying a couple boxes of donuts and, you know, dropping them off at the local hospital. And I thought this was a great idea, but I didn't think that a couple boxes of donuts was enough. So I made an Instagram post asking my followers if they would like to help raise money with me to buy more boxes. And obviously, I got this passed to the Eagle Ridge Hospital, you know, made sure that I was allowed to do this. And I also asked them how many people they have working typically on a, on a usual day. And they said about 400. So my goal of a couple boxes went to 400 donuts and 400 cups of coffee. And so I posted an Instagram video asking people to donate to my GoFundMe. And then the next day, I heard that Tri-City News wanted to do an article about it, as well as 104.9 Kiss Radio. They interviewed my sister and I. We ended up raising $1,400 to buy over 400 donuts and 400 cups of coffee. And this also gave us enough money to donate exactly $300 directly to the Eagle Ridge Hospital Foundation. And I heard you want to go into like politics and stuff like that, right? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Just a couple years ago, you know, I was um, realizing that this world isn't perfect and there's a lot wrong with this world. And, you know, I kind of took on the role of, you know, educating myself and learning, you know, how can I help as an individual and as a citizen? Like, what's my responsibility as a global citizen? And I learned that there's a lot that we as humans need to do to change. And this inspired me to go into politics. 
And so now I'm going to be studying at the University of Ottawa, and I'm hoping to get a job in the Parliament and work my way towards a degree in law, a Juris Doctor, and become a lawyer and hopefully work in the Parliament. So since grade five, I've been part of this like nonprofit organization called Real Acts of Caring. And basically, it's just about doing kind things for strangers without expecting anything in return. This started a few years before I joined in a school called Central Elementary in Port Coquitlam, just in a classroom. A few students wanted to spread kindness. So they did random like kindness acts, right? And they wanted to take this bigger. So they took it to the community and they took it to the city hall and asked for a city pro- proclamation. I believe that's what it's called. And to get it passed as like a an official week, you know, relax of caring week. And so every year since then, we've been going to the city hall and that's what I've been doing since grade five. I joined and I went to the Coquitlam City Hall to ask for a proclamation, which they do every year. And in grade seven or eight, I believe, provincial parliament heard about this and they wanted us to come and ask for a provincial proclamation. So that's what I did. I went to Victoria with a group of students and we got a the first ever Real Acts of Caring provincial proclamation. We got to meet Christy Clark that year and Every year we go back, we always meet someone new, and I've met John Horgan, met with several MLAs, um, presented to several MLAs as well. It's just really cool, like, seeing, like, people our age doing so much for the world when people are like, oh, like, just because you're age, you can't do this or that. Yeah, so one of the biggest struggles is having people tell you left and right that you're not going to do anything big, and what you're doing isn't important. The best way to overcome that is realize that what you do does make a difference. Everything you say, everything you do, even if it isn't to do with, you know, trying to change the world, it has an impact on the people around you. And that has an impact on the way they act and how society acts and just realizing your worth. A positive outcome of all the work that I've done is definitely the connections that I've made and the friends that I've made. Now I'm volunteering with the Rick Lumack of the MLA of Pork. Moody and you know it opens up opportunities and doors for your future and you know you can use people as your references and get amazing job opportunities in the future and make make new friends meet new people hi i have danny black here with us hi i'm danny i'm so glad to be here so would you like to start off with just telling us about your music journey how you started and how you got to wherever you are right now yeah well um my family is very musical so i've always kind of had that musical um, inspiration around me. I started writing music when I was 11. And then when I was 13, I started vocal lessons and I also started teaching myself guitar. So um, writing became a whole lot easier. And um, it's basically not stopped since then. I started doing gigs around uh, local breweries and podcasts Um, and cafes when I was 15 and, you know, um, now I have a local, um, one of the local breweries, Fraser Mills, has so graciously have had me um, every Friday for a couple of months now, which is absolutely amazing. And yeah, I have a song coming out May 22nd, and I've basically just been posting on social media for the past couple of years. Uh, would you like to talk about your experience with the Canucks? Yes, so um, last week actually, um, I had the amazing opportunity to sing the national anthem at the Canucks game, which, as you can imagine, was a crazy experience. Um, since there were no fans there, it was quite cold, but very echoey. So um, when I was doing the sound check, apparently the people who were doing the radio um, pre-game 
could hear me <laughs> warming up, which it was uh, shocking to find out. Um, and then I got to sing the anthem for quite literally the Canucks. Um, and um, it was televised, which, uh, as you can imagine, was crazy and super awesome. <laughs> How do you deal with things like nerves and stuff? Well, I used to have really bad stage fright when I was really young. And I kind of had to learn to ground myself and just do it. Um, obviously, easier said than done. But now when I'm nervous, I kind of, for example, at the Canucks game, I was freaking out right before. And they were counting down like, Anthem in five, four. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And going through all the scenarios of what could go wrong in my head, which I do not recommend. Um, but when it happens and when the spotlight is on you, um, figuratively or literally, uh, you just kind of have to do it. And I've learned to just do what you got to do. And sometimes it works out and sometimes you nail it. And, you know, there are always going to be times when you fail and miss a word or something. You just kind of have to deal with it. And what do you think is the biggest thing so far that you've gotten out of just, um, being in like music? Apart from meeting like incredible people, um, I think I've also I've learned to absorb different stories and see life and literature as well as like cinematography and music in general. Learning how to dissect what's being said and what's written, and seeing not life but the arts and performing arts specifically in a different way. Um, it's been really cool, actually. And what would you say was like your biggest struggle so far? Dealing with, like, stress and managing everything between, like, school and social life and music, um, it's been kind of not difficult, but something that I've had to learn to to do and to manage so that I have, um, you know, music, school, and a life outside of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. And especially, like, being a student and having, like, extracurriculars and stuff, it just gets really hard. And for the last question, where do you see, like, where would, where do you see yourself in the future or where would you like to go and, like, where would you like to take your music forward? My dream, honestly, is to be able to make a living out of doing music, uh, you know, whatever that looks like, if it's producing or managing, there are so many different jobs within the industry. So if I could find a way to live off of music, that is my goal and... <laughs> I really hope you get there because this sounds so like fun and interesting and we'll definitely leave your links below in the podcast description. Hi, I have Galicia here with me and she's going to talk about her organization that she started called Leading Learners. Hi everyone, my name is Galicia Gordon and I am so shocked like I'm speaking at my school's podcast but um, yeah, I did uh, found Leading Learners in January of 2020 and it's been amazing to see our group. So uh, us at Leading Learners, we're this all-in-one platform for free student resources. So really everything you can imagine from free subject-specific resources, so like resources for math or biology. And we also have some like scholarships and video toolkits where we'll explain, you know, concepts in one to two minutes. I did found us in January of 2020, but uh, the three months prior, like October, November, all the way to that January month, I was doing student surveys, so our school, Dr. and then just going around to different high schools and universities. And basically, I would ask students uh, in these surveys, like if they felt prepared for the world after high school. And I kind of, I guess, pitched us in a sense, because I did ask, if you could have this all on platform for you as a student, what would you like to see on it? 
And so I was able to get like insight and really validity in the idea. And then after that, going forward, I had contacted several different educators and counselors. And then, you know, once we gained traction, eventually they began coming to us. And now it's really completely us that we are just completely student-led. We have a team of over 100 students. And what do you think is the biggest thing you've gained out of starting this? In the beginning, it was our big goal, like quote-unquote big goal. We said we wanted to reach 500 students. We thought that would be like incredible because like I thought it would be more than our graduating class. I thought that would be so big of a number. But, you know, if you're not getting too caught up in the numbers, then you can definitely grow much larger. And I feel like that's definitely resonated with us because now we're like we're into the thousands of monthly visitors. So it's been amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's so cool. And um, if anyone from school or anyone listening to this wants to be a part of the team, what do you think they like? How can they join? For anyone else to get involved is through our internship. So we will be having them from like spring, I believe spring, summer to fall. And then we also have an ambassador program, which is on a continual basis. So anyone can really come in and meet like-minded students and get some resources, I suppose, that are specific to their personal interests. And then uh, we are also launching our co-op program for university students. Soon.